Welcome to Rhema for Today. One of the first things Brother Bosworth made this statement to is not a reason for me, I got it from him. He made this statement, he said, once you're born again, when you first get saved, the first thing God asks you to do is change your thinking. You know, not many Christians do. See, I think the devil really put one over and they, they, they talk about, well, change your actions. Well, you know, I, I didn't change any of my actions after I got saved. After I got saved, there just things I was doing before that I didn't want to do now. I didn't have to change them. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Are you listening to me? But somewhere or another, you, your mind goes on thinking like it did. Amen. But that's the, one of the first things that God asks you to do is change your thinking. And most folks don't, even though their spirits are born again, even though they're filled with the Holy Ghost, they keep thinking negatively. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on God's healing mercy. Find out more next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Now then, in the scripture, compassion and mercy mean the same thing. In fact, this Hebrew word uh, or noun that's translated uh, mercy is also translated compassion. Sometimes they'll translate it mercy, sometimes they'll translate it compassion. And then the Greek verb that's translated have mercy, have compassion. For instance, and we'll look at it later on, you remember, you remember blind Bartimaeus who sat by the wayside, you know, and Jesus stopped and said, you know what, would you? He said, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And then the scripture said, the King James translation, that Jesus had compassion on him and healed him. But actually, it's identically the same Greek word. The same Greek word translated mercy and the same words used there when he said that Jesus had compassion or he had mercy. That's what he asked for was mercy and that's what he got. Praise God. And so uh, the same Greek word that's translated have mercy is also translated have compassion. And so uh, uh, another, another Greek word also, another shade of meaning from the same word, root word at least, is defined merciful. That is an adjective in this case, merciful, compassionate. Now to have compassion is to love tenderly, to pity, to show mercy, to be full of eager yearning. Hallelujah. I like every one of those definitions, don't you? Hallelujah. Let me say it again. To have compassion is to love eagerly, tenderly, to pity, to have mercy. Well, it said he's full. The Lord is full of what? Compassion. All right. Compassion means to love tenderly. He's full of love then, isn't he? I said, isn't he? Yes. But the Bible said God is love. Hallelujah. So he's full of love. To have compassion means to pity. Read again and again in the scripture how it said the Lord pitieth them. Thank God he has pity. It means to show mercy. He is merciful, a merciful and compassionate high priest. It means to be full of eager yearning. 
When I read that definition, I thought about the fact that the scripture said, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. Where? In the earth. What's he doing? He's seeking those that he can have compassion on, can have mercy upon, can extend his mercy toward and his compassion. Brother Bosworth pointed out in his lesson that God is nothing so much as he is love. Well, thank God that's true. That's another way of saying, as the Bible said it, God is love. Now, you know, uh, a lot of times people think of God in different terms. You almost wonder sometimes about if you could bring into a, paint a picture of God the way some folks talk about him, the way some folks almost describe him, what he would look like. And you know, of course, the devil tries to give man a distorted picture of God. Amen. And, and some folks, I, I don't know, it's hard for me to understand some people. My, my thinking's always been different. And that is, since I've been saved, before I got saved, I didn't have much thinking. But once I became a Christian, once I became acquainted with him, it seems to me that some Christians, I know because I talk to them, I, I, I counsel with them as I can. I don't, you know, if I just did all that and nothing else, I wouldn't be able to get the job done. But some people, it seems to me, and I, I don't know why they do, I never did, but some Christians, it seems to me that they're, they delight in finding some scripture to condemn themselves with. And they're just looking constantly for something against them. I don't know. I was always looking for something in my favor. And then they dwell on that. They think on that, you know. If they can find some isolated scripture to condemn themselves with. They'll get over there, you know, in Hebrews where it said, For if we sin willfully, after we see, well, I'm, I might have done that. I, I may have done that. When I read, I always think, thank God I didn't do that. <laughs> Amen. Just seem like anything on the negative side. You know, after all, one of the first things, Brother Bosworth made this statement too. It's not a reason with me. I got it from him. He made this statement. He said, once you're born again, when you first get saved, the first thing God asks you to do is change your thinking. You know, not many Christians do. See, I think the devil, really put one over, they, they talk about, well, change your actions. Well, you know, I, I didn't change any of my actions after I got saved. After I got saved, they're just things I was doing before that I didn't want to do now. I didn't have to change them. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Are you listening to me? But somewhere or another, you th your mind goes on thinking like it did. Amen. But that's the, one of the first things that God asks you to do is change your thinking. And most folks don't, even though their spirits are born again, even though they're filled with the Holy Ghost, they keep thinking negatively. Because, you see, they're, they're prone to think negatively. Everything in life, almost. Coming out here to school, sometimes you're driving behind folks, you see the light's green, they'll start slowing down a half a block away because they're sure it's going to turn red. 
They just, you know, everything's going against them. <laughs> All these things are against me. Amen. I mean, perfectly good people. No friend of mine, bless his heart, he's, just, he's the only boy of the family. God just blessed him financially. Now his mother, he brought up in Pentecostal home. Mother and dad saved, baptized the Holy Ghost. In fact, he's never gone to any other church in his life except the full gospel church. Brought up in born, you see. Daddy a Bible teacher, full gospel church. And his daddy a businessman and fairly successful, you know, made a good living and comfortable. But the boy now, I guess, you know, inherited some traits from his daddy. He went into business and just outstripped his daddy. I mean, I mean where maybe his daddy's worth uh, uh, 50 million, he's worth 150 million. Well, he'll just maybe be around them. He'll just praise God. Well, glory to God, the Lord's blessing me, you know, and we're going to, you know, going to do something else, make another 50 million. You know, and his mama particularly say, well, your days are coming. <laughs> so what do you mean about my day? Well, you'll probably lose it all. You say, somebody say, baptized, Holy Ghost, talk like that? Well, how do you talk? <laughs> or used to talk, some of you. <laughs> huh? You see, if you're not thinking after God's thinking... And change your thinking, you're going to keep right on thinking negatively. Things can be going good for you, and the blessings of God are yours, and the thought occurs to you, boy, this is just too good to be true. It, it can't last. Those thoughts ever occur to you? Sure. Sure. See, if the devil can ever get you back over on the negative side, he can whip you. Absolutely defeat you and rob you of the blessings of God. Amen. I remember when I as a young Baptist boy preacher was baptized the Holy Ghost spoke the other tongues. And you see, I, I, uh, that, that's the thing that brought me over, you know, among Pentecostal, full gospel people, was that I uh, had been healed. And I believed in divine healing. And I'd just been standing alone for about uh, four years. Boy, I mean, you just, you just stand alone, you know. I mean, nobody else. I knew I believed in divine healing except me. That's not always the easiest thing in the world to do. And so, you know, when these full gospel people came along, you know, preaching divine healing, man, I just went to meet them with, with open arms, you know, just like this kinfolks. Man, to be around somebody believing divine healing was a real was a real boost, a real spiritual boon to me. See? Well, now they 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 preach something else. They also preach, you know, uh, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. And as I've said before many times, I just simply said, "Well, I'll, you know, I I believe in the Holy Ghost, all right, but I don't believe in tongues, and I'll just put up with a little fanaticism to have a little fellowship around faith and healing." But eventually I saw the truth. So on April the 8th, 1937, at 8 minutes past 6 p.m., in the living room of the Full Gospel Parsonage, 309 North Chestnut Street, City of McKinney, Texas, I was baptized and the Holy Ghost spoke with other tongues. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life so visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A 
www.ohio.org. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer. First, the six-CD series by Kenneth E. Hagen, God's Healing Mercy, and Ken Hagen's three-CD series, Thanksgiving, A Continuous Flow. And there's one more special CD in this offer titled, The Lord Our Peace by Lynette Hagen. All 10 CDs together are only $35. That's a 50% savings. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And then another great event is taking place. On Wednesday, November 23rd. Wow, this year is passing by so fast. Thanksgiving Eve on the Rama campus at 6 p.m. before Mm -hmm. our 7 o'clock service. Yes. Between 6 and about 6.30, Mm -hmm. we throw the switch and turn about 2 million or a little over 2 million Christmas lights on. So if you're anywhere in the area, start planning right now to be here on Wednesday evening, November 23rd, right here, it's going to and be I great. I think, I'm not for sure, but I think they're all LEDs this year. Or almost all they're LEDs. They're almost all LEDs. Yes, we, so it's I, we, we're beautiful. Pretty, we're pretty close. So. That's right. And over there in the park, they got oh, all those gorgeous. set to the music, and yes. it is gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on God's Healing Mercy. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for other life-changing resources. Thanks for listening. That's next time on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.